And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Um, but very gory as well. There's a lot of stuff happens on the TV that um, gentrifolk wouldn't want to be watching. Like, so, hmm. Uh, I'm glad you brought um, up Supergirl. Um, show me. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle, Season 9, Episode 18, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me, a man whose nickname Macaulay Culkin by the bouncer from his local nightclub, because he always goes home alone, it's Mike <laughs> McDonough. McDonough. <laughs> also beside me, I have a lady whose therapist goes to his therapist straight after she leaves. It's Shona O'Flaherty. Live from Vegas, we have a man whose suicide notes uh, just keep turning into grocery lists. It's Sean Leonard. <laughs> what the fuck? And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer. A man who this week said, whoever stole my shoes while I was on the bouncy castle needs to grow the fuck up. It's Mark, <laughs> superhero Leonard. This week, we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of Vacation and a web series called Con Man and some TV in the form of Master of None. Um, of course, we'll have the usuals with the news and some previews and come to a bicycle near you. So great to have you back, Shona. Hi, guys. Thanks. I have to say the Is It A Bicycle Studio Complex is looking fab already. Woman's touch and all that. <laughs> you needed some Brilliant. cushions and candles in yeah. here. I won't lie. Yeah, the incense was perfect. For this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of an L. I can't leave you guys alone for a few months <laughs> yeah. without this place turning into a pigsty. <laughs> well, look... As I said, Steve's got pants on this time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I appreciate the efforts you make when I show up. You know, onwards and upwards, you know. <laughs> so how are you doing? What you been up to? Having Apart a baby. Apart from having a baby. Yeah. Apart from all that baby. <laughs> <laughs> My time is mostly spent, uh, yeah, uh, not sleeping and yeah. watching television. Oh, so. midday TV and reality TV. Yep, yeah. pretty much. So it's a uh, good time. Sort of Remember a couple of weeks ago? Yes. <laughs> Remember I mentioned about how I went For the out record, Halloween. Mark, I'm going to stop you there. I do not remember a few weeks ago because everything falls out of the hole in my brain where sleep deprivation goes. Good old baby brain. <laughs> Keeping you current. That's what it yeah. does, Shona. It keeps you in the now. That's true. I'm living a very zen life at the moment. Sorry, Mark. Go on. <laughs> so you, might remember, you might remember I talked about Halloween and how I went out and how I had a little bit too much to drink. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm afraid some stories have emerged that I was completely unaware of from that night. Uh-oh. And it turns out that what in my head was just a little bit of dancing that happened at one point during the night was apparently a whole lot of dancing that turned me into the gayest Spider-Man ever to step on the dance floor. <laughs> I have been likened to Beyonce and I don't think it was a compliment. Did you get many numbers? I doubt it. <laughs> Did you get many calls then? <laughs> <laughs> so far, we're okay. We've dodged that bullet so far. Okay. So anyway, I would like to reiterate my warning to all the youngins listening. Mm. Don't drink too much because you never know what the fuck's going to happen. I think though, Mark, if you're getting comparisons with Beyonce, like I would take that like a fucking badge on the shoulder. Like, mm. way to go. But I'm a boy though. Mm. But still it's Beyonce. I think her her who yeah. her supreme being kind of covers both male and female. Mm. I think it does a compliment. I think Beyonce is overrated. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, well at least you, you have to put one, that with Are you as gay as the mug I'm holding that says, I'm so gay I shit rainbows? <laughs> this is the tea that I've been given from Mike and the Is It a Bicycle Studios. Very classy joint. 
there's also Which a picture Mike of a no rainbow. doubt got from his kid. That has to be something <laughs> that the young lad gave you. No, actually, it was courtesy of my good friend, Stephen. <laughs> I, just, I just saw it and I thought it was Mike all over. <laughs> the other young lad yeah. that comes to Mike's house. So anyway, word of warning given, we can we can carry on with the show. <laughs> so, what have we been doing last week? What you been watching? Let me just start with Shona. She must have a bucket load of oh stuff for us. Oh my god, the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> what are the highlights, Shona? I know you've been watching a lot of daytime TV. and so the much television. Yeah. I've restarted watching the reruns of America's Next Top Model. So I've caught up on seasons 18 through 22. <laughs> <laughs> I've also begun following a number of those models on Instagram and Twitter because what else am I going to do with my time? Um... I've also really gotten into, there's a, a reality show on TV called SAS, Who Dares Wins. Boy, I, I, I you want your it. life. Sorry? I want your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, so far behind on America's Next Top Model. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's cancelled now. You know it's it's done. Tyra yeah. has announced well, that she's canceled, finished. It's just finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tyra's yeah. like, that's all I've got in mm, me, guys. Yeah. 22 seasons. Oh. And you've watched all 22 seasons. No, I stopped at like season 10 or whatever when I was okay. in high school and I moved to Toronto and I was right. like, I'm done with America's Next Top Model. <laughs> I had my first glass of red wine to America's Next Top Model, like season one. Um, so I stopped for like 10 mm-hmm. years. So when it was repeating on television, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I haven't watched this shit in a long time. And then I started <laughs> watching it for some reason. Um, anyways, SAS Who Dares Wins, which is like special forces uh, training cool. stuff, which mm-hmm. I've been really into. Uh, and I, say, I watched that too. Do you Love really? Love it. <laughs> Between this and the uh, that nun reality TV show, I think you and I have a kindred spirit. That's in reality right. how, how do we go from special forces to nuns? Well, there are two <laughs> shows. There are two shows that we have both watched and enjoyed, and Aren't they're the shitty same reality television. Aren't they the same thing? Are nuns like the special forces of Vatican? <laughs> they're special forces uh, for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they can conceal a lot of weapons without you knowing. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, that, those ha- those habits yeah, cover yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you. <laughs> Um, Mike, what you been watching this week? I've been catching up with Zoo. I've I've all but one episode left to watch, so I'm not going to say anything because I think there's a big, big, big ending coming to this show. <laughs> oh, don't spoil it! On this <laughs> is it is it worth watching? Because I didn't even like that pilot no, that we reviewed. Of it is. No, okay. it's the best thing on TV at the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I yeah. actually couldn't watch that because my dog Neil feels the need to protect me from TV animals. <laughs> really? Now, he would probably hide behind me from a real-life animal. <laughs> but man, does he get all up in the grill of fucking TV dogs and cats and anything. Um, so, like, literally, Zoo is just completely unwatchable in this house. Yeah. And I kind of like it because it, it, it kind of has that Terra Nova gleam for me. Mm. Big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say nothing until next week. I'm keeping my, my powder dry. <laughs> is it worth it, Mike? Honestly, no. Is it worth? Oh yeah, I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's it's my yeah. it's my kind of crap. Yeah, I was gonna say, Mark, this is Mike's opinion, though, yeah. so take that for what it's worth. Yeah, this this is Mike's equivalent of Chicago Fire in the in the nah. old household. Nah. <laughs> it's Steve Z Nation, is it? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> John, what you been I like watching? It. You're branding your own TV shows. Yeah, yeah. I actually engaged in American tradition. I went to my first drive-in movie. Ooh. Oh, cool. Did right. you make out so, with anyone? Um, well, no, no. I thought me, that's me why you go to JD did not make it. Oh. Um, Tell me, you so brought we, a Chevy. 
<laughs> we drove three cars over, right? There, there was about Two. ten of us. We oh. drove three cars over there. Mm. And we were all like set up, you know. We we had, you know, we we brought in our own snacks because it's a car and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was lovely. And we we're getting ready to watch Spectre, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, we literally we use the radio. We go to a specific station on the radio to get the sound for the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the screen is just right there in front of us. You can drive up to whichever row you want. So we get there early. We all line up next to each other. And we're ready to go. So I guess what I'll do is first I'll give you a little bit of a review of Spectre. Um, it's a shit film. Uh, it is sure. terrible. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Can- can we just disconnect are... Sean now, please? No, I'm, I'm going to be watching this tonight, so I'm interested to hear the, the other side of the, the review. I, I heard your review the other day. and yeah. So Spectre is two hours and 40 minutes long or so, right? Oh, wow. Okay. That's very long. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is very long. There is at least one hour that does not need to be in the movie. Mm. There is a point about an hour in where the movie could have started and nothing would have been different. Uh, okay. It is absolutely ridiculous. Characters are introduced and then completely forgotten about. There is no character arc for any anyone anyone in it at all, uh, and any attempt that is made to do a character arc is so ham-handed that you wonder why they didn't spend any time on stuff like that instead of boring shit where people walk around. It seems that James Bond, who uh, not necessarily a role model for seduction in all of the films he's in, in this movie has one move to try and get information out of people who are always attractive women. He shakes them until they fuck him. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like there were literally points, parts where that happened, and I just went, "What the fuck? Are you, what the fuck are you doing? Like this isn't this isn't gonna work." I, I thought you had done this before, and then obviously it works because no fucking reason. Why not? Sean, um, Sean I have three, yeah. que- three questions for you. Sure. Number one, does James Bond shoot anybody? Yeah, I think so. Does James Bond kiss a pretty girl? Yeah. Oh, yes. Not that she necessarily wanted him to, but yes, he does. Is there an Aston Martin in this movie? Probably. So what's your fucking problem? <laughs> My problem is that any other, like people complained a lot about Quantum of Solace. But at this point, unfortunately, James Bond, as played by Daniel Craig, the hierarchy of movies is now going to be Casino Royale, Skyfall, Quantum of Solace, this piece of shit. <laughs> it's a terrible film. The action sequences are, are fine. They're fine. Like, good job. It's like what happened was somebody was told to watch all of Daniel Craig's Bond movies and then just pretend that they were all meant to be direct sequels and then write the fourth movie. Mm. Congratulations. You managed to make a movie that doesn't really make sense, that has no heart and has no good dialogue, and the action sequences are forgettable at best. I'm kind of excited about this movie now. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not the end of the story. So you know how I said you had to have the radios on so that you could hear everything? Mm -hmm. So me uh, and one of the other cars, uh, we we were like, we would turn the cars on and then like back off, like ensuring that our batteries uh, would stay on and that the cars would be fine. However, (laughs) the middle car did not take any measures like this. Ah, oh. Their battery runs out, and there's still 40 fucking minutes of this film to go. Oh, no. 
they, they could go into another car mm. and just listen from there, you know, like sit somewhere else. Mm. They could have come in with us. They could have done whatever. There's about three people here. Instead, one of them just goes, fuck it. And then goes into the back seat, just goes on her phone because she doesn't really give a shit about yeah. what's going to happen in the film. <laughs> the other two make up dialogue for all of the characters. <laughs> it's like, might as well, like, we'll figure out what's going on. I'm sure it'll be fine. And then, and then we basically all finish, uh, uh, and just like, that was a bit shit. And they're like, yeah, that was a bit shit. Tim, is your car yeah. fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have jumper cables? And then, uh, another person, one of the other cars is like, um, I actually do, but we have to wait a little bit because someone came over and asked if they could have some from us earlier. And I lied and said I didn't because I didn't want to help them. <laughs> so I was watching the movie. Um, we just had to wait for them to leave. So they did. Uh, and we, and Tim goes over to jump the car. And my buddy JD is like, uh, are you sure that that's, that you know what you're doing? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And then he does it wrong. Oh, no. Uh, and a smell of burning and electricity <laughs> occurs because he's obviously hooked him up to the wrong fucking nodes oh, or whatever Jesus it is. Christ. It's red to red uh, and black to black, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how's that hard? It, you, mm. you think it would be easy. But it's it's color coordinated it for you. It's in the dark. <laughs> All right. But basically, that was the. If you had watched uh, Hannibal Finale, you'd know that blood was black in the moonlight. Okay. Mm. Sorry, Sean, what you said there? <laughs> It was basically that was the most exciting thing that happened in the whole experience, waiting <laughs> to see if the car would turn on after we jumped it correctly, and I, it did. It just wouldn't drive faster than thirty miles per hour the whole oh, way. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, Sean, that your friends who had to watch the movie without any uh, dialogue, some films don't require it. You know, I'm sure they finished the film with an, a very clear idea about what happened, and the same thing happened when I was traveling. I went, I was in Vienna, and I went to go see Mr. Unt, Mrs. Schmidt, and um, uh, uh, the silent movie. It was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. No. <laughs> All right. I just <laughs> said you didn't need dialogue. I was just wondering. But I didn't understand a word of the German. <laughs> okay. Um, but I still understood what happened in the film. Yeah. That was my interesting anecdote. Sorry, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of practice with adult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Lord of the Rings in Korea. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was in English, though. So was, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Korean, Korean subtitles. So that was kind of yeah. handy. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. And yet that was still more awkward than my anecdote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just, you know, taking the pressure off you there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, this week I saw a new show called Cuffs. Uh-huh. Season one, episode one. It's on U- ITV. Jeepers. Better not get that wrong. Is, um, it, is it a cop on the edge? Uh, it's not quite a cop on the edge. It's more of a... Uh, superintendent's son is boosted up, you know, pass, bypassing all the training stuff and put straight into the field with the toughest. Oh, toughest he, he got partners. past the edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's not. He's not quite on the. He hasn't hit the dr- the drink now or anything, you know. Right. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's his first day in the job, and uh-huh. oh my goodness, what a day yeah. he had! Yeah. Forty five yeah. years to retirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's it's a good show, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth a look. Um, if you're looking for another cop show, yeah. you know, there's is, plenty of them. Is there know. anything different from every other fucking cop show that we <laughs> we ever watch? It's in Brighton. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're yeah. British cops. Yeah, British cops, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. and and they're dealing with sort of. <laughs> You know, mm. not terrorist stuff, more sort of day to day kind of, you know, mm. you know. Somebody issues. dropped a rapper and didn't pick it up. Find him now. <laughs> yeah, a bit more than that. Um, Somebody dropped mm. two rappers and didn't <laughs> pick it up. <laughs> Double fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do, they, do they have scooters? Wasn't Psychedelia set in Brighton? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that. 
Psychedelia. It's a, it was a big kind of youth gang movie from I don't know, no, 80s I didn't or see whatever. It. Didn't see it. Yeah, it was quite famous, you know, back in 1922. And oh, right. okay. <laughs> when you no. were young and... That's right, yeah. No, they're, they're more sort of like dealing with racism and uh, casual racism mm-hmm. with screwdrivers and right. things like that, you yeah. know, so... Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's worth, <laughs> definitely worth a look. Uh, what else? Let's see. Agent X. It's a new show. How, uh, how is that? Yeah, what's that about? Sharon is that some kind of superhero? Sharon Stone mm-hmm. uh, is the vice president and looks uncannily like Hillary. Okay. Yeah, and uh, who else is in? James Earl Jones guest stars in as the Chief Justice, and uh, then you have America's last top model as the agent. Okay. Yeah. So, and he's got like a what do you call it, Batman's buddy who's in the cave? Robin. No, no, no. the other one. The Alfred. 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 Yeah, he's got an Alfred character that's in between. Um, it's not his yeah. buddy in the cave. It's his butler. Yeah, his butler. He's kind of like a butler, but he's more like a butler to the vice president than (coughs) to the agent, let's say. So he's sent on uh, covert missions that no one needs to know about to sort shit out. Mm. And uh, he's very skillful and he's a bit bondy, but it's not good. The dialogue really lets it down. Mm. And even to make sure I watched episode two. No. I'd I'd give it a finish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to like it. There was I wanted to like it. I thought it had a lot of potential uh, on paper. Yeah, with yeah. the name. It's mm. a great name. Mm. Is this a six-episode cancellation job? Or? No, I, I think it'll definitely run the series. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll definitely run the season, should I say. Right. Um, and I would imagine in some circles, it could be quite popular. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> My circle of one. Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. Elementary's back. Elementary is fucking back. Did you see it? I did indeed. Sure. Every time Elementary comes back, I always go, this is the one. This is the procedural that I love watching because it's, they care about the characters. I'm going to have emotions about stuff. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's a nice tack they have on it as well. Nice mm. new angle. It's a, it's like starting afresh. So it should be yeah. interesting. Yeah. You need that. Like, um, I, I think we can talk about last season's ending to set up where this season is, right? Yeah, sure. So last season, basically, uh, Sherlock, uh, who in this, in this version, uh, of the Sherlock Holmes story, uh, elementary on CBS is, uh, an addict, uh, heroin addict and, and various other drugs. Uh, and he has been sober and clean for years with the help of Joan Watson, who originally was a sober companion and then became his apprentice and now partner. And, uh, he went through some really rough stuff uh, at the end of last season, which led to him not only beating a guy very, very close to death, but then uh, taking heroin right after. So now, chances are he's going to be kicked off the police force uh, and his consulting gig with them, and perhaps with others, uh, and he will not be able to do the work that he wants to do, or if he does, it'll be much more difficult. He's going to have to strike out in other directions. That's kind of how he started, though, isn't it? He was freelance. Yeah, but I mean, freelance, but uh, there's a difference between freelance and freelance, I just beat a guy almost to death, and I'm an addict. You know what I mean? That's true, yeah. Like, people who want to hire him are going to be really shady fucking people now, and I reckon there's going to be a lot of just, like, r- people walking in off the street, do you know? Yeah. Uh, which I think could be good. And the casting of his dad, because the deal was, if he takes drugs again, he gets kicked out of his comfy lodgings in New York City. Um, I love the casting. I love who they cast as his dad, yeah, John yeah. Noble. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, Mark. Uh, American Horror Story Hotel. Tell us. Yeah, a new season of American Horror Story has started. This one features Lady Gaga. <laughs> Some really unsettling viewing. It's the most unsettling thing I've had to watch since Ida. Um, <laughs> okay. You to watch that twice. Um, and that has nothing to do with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is actually, she, she blends in quite well with what's going on. I think she's very well cast. Um, it is the, it's kind of a return to the original series. Um, in this hotel, it seems like everybody in it is dead. Um, but we're not really sure what's going on with that yet. But that's neither here nor there. There's no time to worry about mysteries like that because people are too busy brutally, really brutally abusing each other and killing each other. And it's just really hard to watch. Um, so like it's, it's riveting. Like it's complete. You could not look away because you might miss another goring of somebody. Yeah. But uh, I, I the tension is ridiculous as well. <laughs> yeah, because I, I gave up on American Horror because, like, the one in the the circus and the one in the witch house, Freak show. Or whatever, <laughs> just gone so mainstream, man. Yeah, yeah, it just it just didn't have that bite that the first series did, you know. But it sounds like yeah. they they realized their mistakes and they've repented. Back to basics, I think. All right. Did oh. Did you watch Witches, which I quite liked? That was season three, I think, or four. Yeah, well, I, I watched a couple of episodes and I couldn't, I couldn't stomach it. It was just too. Oh, it wasn't your. Yeah. It didn't fit with your worldview of witches, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that was actually a decent season. We watched all of that. Mm-hmm. Then I, I didn't watch Asylum. I skipped that one, mm-hmm. and then I couldn't handle the Freak Show one either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if we're going to watch more of this because you really have to be a glutton for punishment. It's just mm-hmm. so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's 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 a return to form. Mm-hmm. It is um, very tense, tense, so tense. It's tiring watching it, um, but very gory as well. There's a lot of stuff happens on the TV that um, gentlefolk wouldn't want to be watching. Like, so, hmm. uh, I'm glad you brought um, up Supergirl, um, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Did you, what did you tell us about Supergirl. I'm really. Well, you guys reviewed it last week, didn't you? We did, yeah. So you don't need me to tell you. <coughs> no, what no, it's I about. want to know your thoughts on it. <laughs> well, I watched episode two. We can talk yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah, I watched episode two as well. Um, I like it. It kind of seems like a Nickelodeon version of Superman, um, but at least they're kind of aware of Superman, which I appreciate the references to it. But it's kind of got the same genre of issues that I think um, Agent Carter had, which is this kind of overt uh feminism because they're trying to compensate for the fact that it's essentially rooted in this kind of sexist thing that like she's supergirl not superwoman when her counterpart would be superman and mm-hmm. it's in some ways very um condescending so the way that they've written the show you know there's all this kind of like but you're a woman and you're it's girl but that's not I totally didn't get any of that from it. Do you know do you know the way Freud said towards the end of his life, everywhere he looked, he saw penises. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's a uh, verbatim quote. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's a verbatim quote, but he spent so much time analyzing um, phallic things that eventually, everywhere he looked, he saw phalluses. <laughs> Do you think maybe that you're looking for feminist issues in no. Supergirl? No, I don't. I think there was a few of them that were quite overt that the show is 
explicitly addressing. So yeah, I was kind I of agree. commenting on that aspect of it, um, that it stuck out to me and I'm still kind of, I, I liked it definitely much more than Agent Carter. Agent Carter was a bit still too try hard for me and I never went mm-hmm. back to it. Um, but Supergirl, I'm really enjoying so far, actually. Like I found that the main character who I recognize from Glee, um, is, is fairly likable and quite good in the job. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting so far. There's been a few hooks that, yeah, I, I keep watching it. It's uh, recorded for me, series recorded. Yeah, no, so. I, I like it as well. It's it's in my list of shows to watch. Yep. You do you don't listen to the podcast when you're not on it, Shona, right? You know you're the star, so there's no need. <laughs> well, obviously, right? yeah. I never so, tend to get that time to sit down. I compared it to um, a cross between Smallville and The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, and Mike. Possibly Mike and Steve spent a long time giving out about the main character. Like, a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I hope she doesn't listen to the show. Because oh. <laughs> it certainly won't improve her acting, which is, I think, what Mike and Steve felt she needed to do the most. Right. Well, it is kind of a bit over-the-top acting, you know, bright-eyed. I think naive. she's fine. I think they're just grumpy old men, to be honest. Well, that's true as well. Is it an age thing? Mm, like. Like when does she become no. Superwoman? Well, I think that's what they talk. They talk about like that in the pilot. Boy. That Superman. They've inherited a name that I think they, the show recognizes is now sexist, but they can't change it because the character is called Supergirl, so she never gets to become a woman <laughs> ever. You know, maybe she Shona, just back when, back when Agent Carter was happening. You and I disagreed yes. uh, a lot about it. Yes, and then over over your. Over your review of Supergirl, I was like, oh, we're going to agree. We're going to agree completely because I noticed how it was really not even just dumbed down. It was just, I thought it was poorly written, poorly acted, Hmm. over the top, lowest common denominator feminism, right? Yeah. And I was like, fuck this. This is boring and it's dumb. And why are they making these two people have this idiotic conversation about it? Oh, right, because they want people to think that they're good people. And mm-hmm. not idiots. Mm-hmm. I hate this so much. Mm-hmm. And then you said that you liked the show yeah, and you're going to keep watching it. Yep. Yep. So we disagree again. We I don't do. oh, I don't know. I think we agree on our uh, critique of the feminist slant that they're trying to give the show that it's poorly done. But I still find something about the show enjoyable. I mean, it's not like riveting. I'm not, you know, counting down the minutes to the next episode, but I enjoy it. I'm kind of curious to see how this kind of hapless girl is going to become a superhero. I want to see how she becomes a woman. She never becomes a woman, ever. She is a girl for the rest of her life. Now. <laughs> um, could we, for a second, revisit Wicked City? I'm wondering oh, if yeah. Mark has seen another episode of it. No. Oh. Ah, shit. Sorry, Next. Sean. Um, Fargo, has anyone been keeping up to date on that season two? Got five yes. minutes into it and just thought, no, life is too short. Oh, no, you have to give it, dude. You have to give it time. Yeah. Ah, they have an opening that so is good. thematic as opposed to plot. No. no. Yeah, it's very weird. Very I love weird. the opening. It's very, very cinematic. It's what the opening me. is so funny. Yeah. yeah. And you know, just so you know, Sean, I watched it explicitly because you were so over the top in love with uh, season one, which I never got around to mm. watching, that I thought I couldn't live with myself. I could never have a conversation with you again if I didn't give season two a try. Um, and I thought that I was going right, to have to watch season right, one. Right, yeah. But when I found out that they... Uh, what are the, what's that called when they're not related? They're um, not unrelated. 
<laughs> it's an anthology series. Each season has a different you. story and different. Dude, I was saying to the guys off air for the record that I was concerned about my ability to express myself, considering I mostly talk in like baby Googles nowadays. She asked us what the <laughs> the opposite of useful was. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., Mark's <clears throat> massive cup of tea is <laughs> anti dis usefulness is, <laughs> is what we agreed on anyways um so for you sean i watched season two and i'm really hooked i think it's great yeah great opener mm-hmm. as well i love it Terrible i've opening. only seen i've only awesome seen opening. the first episode of season two so far right if i'd known the cast was what the cast was jeffrey donovan acting his heart out fucking i thought he was never going to be seen or heard from again yeah. after burn notice the poor, beautiful young lad. And then it turns out, no, he's going to go be in that movie reviewed Sicario. And now he's fucking in season two of Fargo. I love it. I love when hapless people get into situations that they can't deal with. And then everything is fucking fucky. I love that shit. <laughs> What's great. he like, Sean? Is he still playing um, his Burn Notice character? Or is he, no. is he able to change it up? <laughs> he's changed it so much. More, He's more different in this than I've seen him in any other of the of the, of the jobs he's had. Like, he's basically a long-suffering older brother in a crime family. And it's just, it's like he can't understand how other people are not capable of doing things. And he's got the Fargo accent. It's fucking amazing. Um, he's doing a great job for everything I've seen so far. And uh, the dad of that family is uh, Saul Ty. Ty, what's his name? Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the True. XO. Uh, and he's doing a great job as well. And, ooh, Frickin' the ending song that they play is straight out of Old Brother or Art Thou. Oh, it is, actually, yeah. yeah. As I went down to the river, or no, no, that you and me and the devil makes three. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I love those little references. Good. good shit. Um, Jesse Plemons is awesome in it as well. Mm. As so is Nick, Ted Danson. <laughs> Nick Offerman's in it from Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. He's so funny. So, let's go to the news. So, Mark, you'll be delighted here. There's a new Korean movie coming out next uh, year, year after, actually, um, called Delighted. Oh, delighted, yeah. It's yeah. by the director of uh, Snowpiercer, mm. Boon Joon Ho. Oh. And for a reported $40 million, he'll be directing this. And uh, it is being backed by Netflix and will star Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano, Bill Nye, and Kelly MacDonald. Um, so, it's going to be a creature feature. But not in a big scary monster going to kill you creature feature. Mm. More of a, uh, you know, let's explore our universe mm. if we had a big creature. Mm. There seems to be a distinct lack of Korean people in this Korean movie. Yes. Does there need to be? Well, if you're going to call it a Korean movie, I would kind of assume <laughs> well, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a Korean movie in that it's going to be filmed in Korea, I believe. And mm. uh, it has a Korean director and has a Korean name. So yeah, screen movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Netflix money, so you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so Netflix uh, offered it to him um, and has given him a bigger budget than he had for Snowpiercer, and also um, creative freedom. Mm. So he said there are two things that he couldn't get anywhere else, really. So yeah. he's delighted. So yeah. Um, oh yeah. So co-producing this is uh, what do you call it? Plan B, Brad Pitt's mm-hmm. company. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was sort of mm. the link. Yeah. In there. So yeah. Okay. Um. What else? Uh. Do you remember Jem and the 
Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Movie. Yeah, so it was Juliet released. Lewis was released it. and uh, was pulled for you know it was, in t- it was two two and a half thousand cinemas, two thousand four hundred cinemas, and it was pulled from two thousand this bombed week after hard. two weeks. Yeah, Ooh. it bombed hard. Yeah. It's not like they're not. It's like uh, who's this? Um, is it Warner Brothers? Is it uh, that had it? I think it was Warner. Anyway, uh, whoever it was, they they decided yeah uh, we're we're just going to pull this and not release any of the figures. But apparently. Hmm. Gem the movie doesn't in any way follow Gem and the holograms that we know and love. Um, like the, the hologram, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Mm. the hologram is actually just you know like a woman. She's not a hologram. Mm. Why? Why isn't there a hologram? <laughs> Apparently, Sorry, put me out of my ignorance. What's Gem and the hologram? Gem and the hologram. Okay, so it's this animated television show that I grew up with. Mike okay. doesn't have sisters, and they're a bit <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so Gem and the holograms is a band. Gem okay. is the lead singer. All right. Um, but behind the scenes, basically, they have a wall where a hologram lives that they talk to, and I can't remember the rest. I think it gives them magic powers. And their enemies are the misfits, who are these other girls who all have their hair dyed different colors, and they're pretty punk. And they, uh, fight. I don't really remember what, like, what the heart of the show was. Uh, their triangular guitars were the... That's true. And the theme song was, um... Jam, the music's outrageous, <laughs> truly, truly, truly contagious. Whoa, Jam, Jam. Jam is my name, no one else is the same. Please stop. Jam, Jam is my name. I thought it was quite catchy. Jam. Jam. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so it bombed, anyway. Okay. Bombed, bombed. So this was a, a, a new movie based on this old TV show. Live action yeah. movie based on the animated television uh, show. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll let you know. No bombed. longer. Right. Gone. Shit film. Right. Yep. Shit film. <laughs> I, I had read actually for yeah. anyone who watched and loved Gem and the Holograms to just not see the movie because it will ruin it for you. Mm. So mm. <laughs> is this is is this as epochal a moment as the Transformers movie destroying Mark's childhood? Um, Gem wouldn't have been. No, that I don't big, think so. Really. Gem, okay. I mean, Gem was good. My Little fun. Pony, maybe, but not Gem. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 yeah, or Teletubbies or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe Transformers was also incredibly <laughs> successful, which is either worse there or is better. That, yeah. <laughs> Look at that high horse he gets up on his <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in terms of childhood destruction, mm-hmm. you're going to be around with Transformers mm-hmm. for 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. Whereas yeah, if yeah. the movie were to have been pulled immediately, mm-hmm. you never have to worry about it again. Yeah, yeah. True, That's true. I saw. Um, was the Transformers? Is it Rise of the Moon? Is that the one? Dark of the Moon, Dark I think. The moon? That's, that's probably a Neil Young album. Rise of the, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I saw it last night anyway, um, for the second time. It's brutal. It's the first time. Yeah, there's no reason to watch that movie. There's no, no reason to watch really it. Isn't, no. uh, so speaking you, of movies... You know, you know, Mark's never been right since Transformers came out. <laughs> so speaking of movies, there's Something no reason to watch. Something in broken. <laughs> I said, speaking of movies, there's no reason to watch. Mike, you might find no reason to watch this movie. They're making Baywatch movie. What? No way. Yeah. Sean may find a reason. Any original hmm. cast? No. Uh, well, there'd probably be uh, The Hoff and... Uh, Pamela Anderson. Cindy Lauper. Oh, yeah, Pamela Anderson. That's Cindy Lauper? <laughs> 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 so, uh, So, um, yeah, so Zac Efron and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course, it's going to be, you go. know, baby oiled up. Yeah. And, Holy uh, shit. Really? So, yeah, so now it's all mm-hmm. about what ladies are going to be in it. Mm-hmm. And so there's like apparently seven mm-hmm. vying for or, or yeah. filming or 
trying out for it at the moment. I'd say that's it's one a, vicious cat fight. Oh yeah, so yeah. there's like it's a TNA casting basically. Kind of, and yeah, pecs. yeah. It's hit ass and pecs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and running. Yeah. So from pretty, pretty Little Liars and Spring Breakers, uh, there's Ashley Benson, mm-hmm. uh, True Detective, uh, and um, San Andreas actress uh, Alexandra Dejario. Yeah, give up for Mike. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, you did. The Vampire Diaries and the Final Girls actress Nina Dobrev, mm-hmm. uh, Teen Wolf and Unfriended actress uh, Shelley Henning, uh, the Duff and Ouija actress mm-hmm. Bianca Santos, and X Men Apocalypse actress Alexandra Ship. So, how big is this beach? Like, could, could we fit them all? A dog with a blog actress, uh, Denise <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> yeah, there's. Uh, Reportedly, some uncertainty as to the number of uh, lady characters, but mm. it seemed to certainly outweigh the male characters. Mm-hmm. So, go feminism. Yay. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. If you measure it by kilos, the rock is probably worth it. Depends on how much food they consume yeah. per shoot. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. Um, the, rock, the rock had a baby girl. That's in the news. I saw it on his Instagram account. Did he? In, in my, mm-hmm. During my maternity leave, I have or? for some mm. reason become a very large The Rock mm. fan, and I follow him and keep up with his mm. news. Oh, so he was mm-hmm. pregnant? His mm. wife. Oh, his wife. Yeah. Oh. Biology I'd say he could, too. Oh, right. yeah, <laughs> he he's so could, like, if he wanted to. No, no. He was pregnant in with a baby in each yeah. bicep. Yeah. 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 Um, Did he call the baby girl Pebble? <laughs> oh, fuck off. Jesus. What is the baby girl's name, actually? So, he didn't say. So, also in movies that uh, you'll have find no reason to watch, Jonah. Yes. They're making a new He-Man movie. All right. Live action. Mm. And starring Castle it, of Greyskull. Yes, uh, Masters of the Universe. Is Shira going to be in there? Mm. His uh, sister? I don't know, but um, what's the name of the cat? Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. The Battle Cat. Battle Cat? Yeah, yeah. When he turns into Battle Cat, Schnurf turns into Battle Cat. What a name. Yeah, check Battle out Battle Cat. Cat. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him there. Let's take Let's a picture um, but Bobby Builder, Body Bodybuilder, <laughs> and uh, model Mike O'Hearn um, apparently is uh, tipped to be the He Man. So they basically mm-hmm. just didn't have budget to hire The Rock? No, 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 no. You yeah. don't know Mike O'Hearn. All right. Yeah. That's... He's built like He Man. Yeah. Not, he no, actually but... looks like He Man. He does. Just made 3D. The exactly. same muscle he, definition. He, like he looks, it was he drawn on. He actually looks like him. he's photoshopped. Mm. He him. does, yeah. Wow. It's pretty gross. It is a picture. He probably is. So I he bet was, his bed uh, sheets are all greasy from being greased up all the time. <laughs> God. Ew. John, you may know him as a Titan from American Gladiators. Oh. I yeah. d- okay. I'm really worried now that he's just going to be shit at acting. You think? I think that might be a <laughs> valid concern. That's what they said about Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and The Rock, incidentally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how right wrong and they were. H- how mm-hmm. much depth does Dwayne Johnson have? Loads of depth. I'd say about four feet. Lots of depth. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Gem and Holograms. Yeah, it's still on 50 I, screens. I had yeah. some news, Steve. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. I had some news. Just two small bits. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you guys know that on December 4th, Netflix will be airing a holiday special called A Very Murray Christmas? No. no. Starring Bill Murray. No. Uh, and written and uh, directed by, I believe, Sofia Coppola. Ooh. Oh, cool. So, so what it basically is, is Bill Murray, playing himself, uh, has a Christmas party. And he's worried no one's going to be able to make it because of the weather. Um, and it was, so it's written by Sophia Coppola, uh, Lost in Translation. So obviously that's how they know each other. Bill Murray and Mitch Glazer, 
who worked on Scrooged, which I fucking love. I was just going to say, wasn't, um, wasn't that a Bill Murray one? Exactly, yeah. But he, we yeah, want it was to an see updated Scrooge thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it's actually an homage to the classic variety show where Murray played himself. He worries no one will show up because of the storm in New York City. Cool. But through luck and perseverance, they arrive at the Carlisle Hotel to help him. There's dancing and singing. And here's who's in it. Amy Poehler, Michael Sarah, Chris Rock, Jason Schwartzman, Maya Rudolph, Rashida Jones, Miley Cyrus, and George Clooney. Hmm. Wow. Sold. So I think it's just going to be a bunch of bunch of really famous people fucking around and being funny. And I'm so in. That sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah. So December 4th, watch your, watch your calendars. And perhaps something that I'm even more excited for, which I didn't really know was happening, or else I knew and I forgot. The fifth film in the Bourne franchise is currently mm-hmm. filming in London. Is that mm-hmm. the Jeremy Renner one, or is Matt Damon back? Oh, no. Not only is Matt Damon back, uh, Paul Greengrass, the director of Supremacy and Ultimatum, is back as well. Ooh, mm. cool. Um, and the big question that I wanted answered uh, was, thankfully, it will not involve any crossover with Jeremy Renner's character. Oh, uh, they're just going to pretend it didn't happen? I think they're... Well, yeah, because, I mean, they they already had all that weird crossover stuff in mm. the Bourne Legacy one anyway, without having to pay Matt Damon to be in it. So I think they're just going to have it be that Jason Bourne fled, went somewhere else. Mm. Uh, and apparently it's in... It's taking place... They're filming in London right now, and it's taking place in a post-Snowden uh, recessionary Europe. So it's going to be based in Europe like uh, like the original Born uh, was. So I don't know. I'm really excited. They're they're keeping uh, tight lips about it. Uh, but I can say the two other people that are in it uh, are Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm excited about. Uh, Julia Stiles is coming back, mm-hmm. uh, and the the antagonist assassin uh, we believe is to be played by Vincent Cassel, mm-hmm. uh, who you guys might remember as the attractive French guy. From anything. Right. So it, Just, it, it's already the best film of whatever year it comes out in, ever. I mean, I think it's going to be really good. There's 23 photos that just popped up from some people who saw they were filming on a rooftop and were like, I'm going to take photos of this shit. And it's just Matt Damon threatening people with a gun. It's great. It looks like he needs information. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. Uh, Brooklyn came out this week. It's oh, yeah. Ronan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently the biggest movie in 20 years in Ireland. Wow. wow. I have no intention of ever seeing it. I, <laughs> I can't see that trailer without bawling. Really? And I'm looking forward to seeing that <clears throat> film. Yeah. It's got a lot a lot of positive reaction. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Not just here. Oscar yeah. tipped, apparently. Yeah. Oh, would be. That would be perfect Oscar material, wouldn't it? It's yeah, Oscar yeah, fodder yeah, all the way. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Um broken. Jesus. Like, <laughs> in the face of adversity. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm so sad. <laughs> Give over. Um, I love two men, and I can only have one. Sometimes immigrating is really hard, Mike, and your heart's in two places, and you have to leave a family behind, and your new home becomes yeah. your old home, and it's so sad. Do you hear me, Sean? Yeah, Mike. Yeah. 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 You guys are currently at, at least equaled, if not outnumbered, by immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty immigrants. Yeah. Taking our gerbs. <laughs> Stealing their women, taking their jobs. Okay. So uh, let's start with the first of our movies. Mark, tell us about Vacation. So Vacation is, is the sequel to the National Lampoon series of the 80s, I think. Around then. 
which starred Chevy Chase at the time. <clears throat> so it's been updated slightly, a similar mode, and they actually make direct reference to the fact that there was another vacation film, Once Upon a Time, at the start of the movie, saying this is a different vacation from that vacation because we have two boys. The last one had a boy and a girl, so it's a completely different vacation. But uh, it's about a father trying to reconnect with his unhappy wife and, I guess, dissonant children and spend some quality time driving to Wally World, a lot like Chevy Chase did in the original National Lampoon vacation film. Now, Sean, what do you think of this? Um, so, yeah, I went in not really knowing anything about it. Um but I do like films like this. I like road movies uh, that work the genre well uh, and that have good comedic performances. The kid, the youngest kid in this, passes the bicycle test of not spitting on himself with flying colors. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Like, some of the jokes in this genuinely did make me L to the O to the L. Um, like, there's, there's just a scene where this, the little kid is... is uh, attacking um the elder brother and i'm oh i pissed myself a little bit like a little pee went out of my dick hole and went down my legs it was really fucking funny um and there's several moments like that where i think that the real humor comes from the meanness of what's going on um and i think that the when whenever they dipped into that into the slightly darker side of humor uh that really got me going um some of the other stuff of just like uh, like the Pratt Falls or, or that kind of comedy, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't bad. It just it, you know that's it wasn't hitting the mark all that well for me. But I was still enjoying myself throughout. And I think the main thing that you need to do in a comedy like this, especially a family comedy, right? And essentially, this is exactly what family comedies nowadays are. They're a little bit vulgar, um, or a lot vulgar, and you have a bunch of famous people just get into some sh- weird, absurd scenarios because they're pushing the envelope since uh, the Lampoon Vacations and other family comedies uh, of that time back in the 80s and moving all the way up to now. So the, the only other important thing is for you to care, for you to actually care about these people because if you care, it'll be funnier when they succeed and you'll get that heartwarming feeling inside and it'll probably also be more effective when they fail. And I think that I pretty much cared about everyone in the core unit of these four people. I actually think that I, I gave a shit about what was going on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. For, for now, that's what I've got percolating. Okay. Cool. Jonah, did you see this? I hated this film. You hated it? Mm-hmm. How much did you hate it? I don't understand Why? who this film is made for. I was wondering if it was a family film, Sean. Um, but it started too vulgar and kind of stayed too vulgar. And I couldn't imagine a kid comfortably watching that movie with their parents and I couldn't imagine parents sitting down to be like, kids, let's watch this film together, where basically the kid is a massive asshole and they swear all the time. <laughs> so I was very confused about who the audience was because it seemed much too vulgar to be a family film and then too Disney-like to be um, to be a grown-up film. So I, I was really confused about the audience. I found every single character to be uh, very cookie-cutter 2D. There was nothing interesting about any of them. They were all exactly who you think they are from the first second that you meet them, and there are no surprises. They just continue on in having uh, very predictable experiences, every single one of them. 
Why are we laughing? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm just thinking about moments in the movie as you say them. I'm just like, Jesus, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I actually had a moment when I was watching the film and I'm like, who would watch, would, would, would boys watch this film? Is this the kind of thing that boys find funny? <laughs> I watched this with a certain lady friend, <laughs> and she found it as funny as I did. We really? were crying, crying, laughing. Really? I haven't laughed at a movie so much mm. uh, ever. I'd say, really? ever, yeah. Now I don't know if it's the particular mood I was in, or yeah. you know, or whatever. Were you drunk? Mm-hmm. No, no, maybe had a couple of beers. No, I wasn't. No, I had just a couple of beers. So just sitting on the couch, but uh, but God, I laughed. I laughed like I was crying, crying. Really? Laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was just. So funny in places. I, um, I can't believe that. Especially the bit that was uh, immediately after. Um, there's a scene immediately after uh, where they're at her fraternity, but yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yes. Oh, God. I just died laughing. And I love that Seal was in there several times. <laughs> you know, I, 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 thought, I, just, I, I just thought it was a brilliant running joke. <laughs> I just thought it was great. Um, I liked the, the, all the cues back to the original. It was, mm-hmm. it was no different to the original, except mm-hmm. a little edge on some of the jokes. I mean, they did mm-hmm. pretty much the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Chris Hemsworth? Yes, yeah. it was. He was yeah. hilarious. He just was hilarious. Great. You know, mm-hmm. you, know. you know, I just finished laughing about something and then just around the corner It'd be another joke that mm-hmm. I would just crack me up again, you know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm completely I was different, I wasn't uh, aware there were jokes or anything funny no, in the no, film. I know, I know. I, <laughs> Don't there's, there's been a lot of them that you know. There's a lot of people have slated this, mm. uh, you know, and uh, I get it. You know, I get it. Like uh, if it's not your sense of humor, that's fine. But I have a really stupid, silly mm-hmm. sense of humor uh, uh, at times, and, and this one just hits it. Nailed it. <laughs> you know, All right. yeah, it really does. Yeah, Good. yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, I absolutely enjoyed, or not enjoyed, but worshipped the first movie. Right when I was uh, like, when that came out, that was just Chevy Chase was a god. Like it was great, yeah. <laughs> so I was really, really worried when this came out. I thought, please don't fuck it up. Please don't fuck don't it up. Don't ruin my childhood. <laughs> but uh, I like the way that. You know, they took some of the things from the first movie and they inverted them. But like, as I say, the boy and the girl. Now we've got two boys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they did that several times through it. Like, even Chris Hemsworth's character is completely opposite to his equivalent in uh, the first movie. Um, the humor, I thought, was often really, really funny. Occasionally, well, not occasionally, but I would say two-thirds of this was really, really funny, and one-third of it kind of fell flat. My main criticism of the movie, uh, such as it is, is that they put too much in the trailer. Yeah, Um, I agree. Most of the best gags in it are actually in the trailer, you know, so... Well, yeah, Um, I think nearly all the gags... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the main ones are mm-hmm. in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. this is one of those movies that just don't watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I watched the yeah. trailer before I watched the film. Yeah, uh-huh. and then as I was watching the film, it seemed like every time that there was a crescendo, it was like, oh, this was the part they put in the trailer. Oh, yeah. this is the part yeah, that's yeah, in the trailer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I I so wish that I hadn't seen that trailer. Yeah. yeah. Because it did take it did take from my enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. Um, had I gone into it cold, I think it would have been a much much better experience yeah. for me. 
There's some great characters. In it. Like, uh, sorry, they're showing on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Steve. We're allowed to have different opinions. I think that's actually why we do the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the 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 youngest kid, he he just gave me such a laugh, you know, because he was such a bully and such. He's such a master. He got away with so much. Uh, it was kind of like Stewie, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that's that's yeah, exactly where it's going. But uh, Christine Applegate, I thought was excellent in mm-hmm. this. Um, she she kind of. Carried the movie nearly, you know. Mm-hmm. She was the central character for me, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, um. It was good to see Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. Who else is in it? Leslie Mann. God damn, he got old. Oh my god. Yeah. The Leslie yeah. Mann thing when yeah. they're at dinner oh, and god. her husband is so <laughs> successful, and she's just like, "How could you not like that joke at the very least, Shona?" No, <laughs> I, she's like, <laughs> "I was I was gonna save that for my my marking of the film, but the only part that I liked was their visit to Chris Hemsworth and Leslie Mann." <laughs> those two like that character those characters just made what was enjoyable about the film <laughs> why wouldn't I hurt cattle oh, also man. also Chris Hemsworth's abs his abs he's lost so much mass since Thor and the Avengers though yeah it's true he was he was quite lean yeah he's extremely lean um the other kind of it embiggened my spirit to see him so skinny. <laughs> the other bit fucking was, uh, teach you, Thor. You know the 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 car they had, the Tartan Prancer. Yeah, I thought that was just brilliant as well. You know they've actually got ads. You know, like uh, they they did, you know, uh, mock ads. Oh, really? You know, for, for the that car. car. That's and a good they have a guy team. coming out like throwing, you know, uh, you know, sort of like. Uh, back reverse hook kicks and all this kind of dressed in a suit you know and smoking and you know this kind of stuff you know it's just the coolest car six ashtrays you know the external cup holder yeah 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 they, they actually showed that as a feature it's brilliant yeah. Um, yeah it's on YouTube it's worth a look um, yeah yeah I think I I think the trailer kind of was a problem for me watching it it, it interfered with my enjoyment hmm. but then uh, afterwards I met somebody and I was telling them about the movie. Mm. And the more I was telling them about the movie, I started remembering more and more stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, a sign of a good comedy when you do that, you know. <laughs> I reckon that might actually be something you'd laugh more at the second time round. Quite possibly, yeah. Uh, like um, Anchorman was like that and a couple of other classics. Yeah. 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 Um, I you just like- called that a classic. So you think The Vacation is a classic? I think it might be. I was rolling on the floor, like Where I was literally yeah, rolling us, on the floor. Us. Yeah, I had tears streaming down my face watching this. Like it was just so funny. Um, I think you you guys have said pretty much all this to be said. Like I think Sean captured it really well. Is that they did a good job of characterization early, and they actually made the father in this show a lot more sympathetic than Chevy Chase's character. Sorry, Mike. I know you prefer the movie, but um. He was the lampoon and he used to get so angry so often that I think he was less likable than the character in the, than the dad in this film. Yeah, that's true. In this film, this, this guy is just incredibly well intentioned, but incredibly inept at so many things. Um, that you, you can't but feel sorry for him. <laughs> in particular, his quad driving is terrible, but we will not spoil anything <laughs> on that. Oh, um, oh. but, um, no, I thought it was good. And, uh, there's, uh, the wife character is, is quite interesting too. Um, like she has a really good story arc that's very subtly portrayed. Like there was no need for a great big, you know, that thing that I told you once about, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let me just tell this story so the audience knows what I'm like. Mm-hmm. You know, they avoided all of that. I thought the characterization was very clever and that the, um, 
<clears throat> it's just a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, I get, I get your point entirely, Sean, about watching that with your mom or your dad. Like if I was a teenager watching it with them, I would, I would have struggled through. But I did watch the National Lampoon Vacations with my mom and dad. Like, mm. now dad used to fast forward the occasional bits that he thought were unsuitable. <laughs> yeah. I didn't check actually. What's the age on this? It's rated R. Okay, oh, okay. fair enough. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Yeah. Um, but like R in our house would have been meant we were watching that at 13 or 14. <laughs> like I'd seen Predator six times by the time I was 14. <laughs> but they weren't talking um, about rim jobs and glory holes. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, bit, it's so funny. And that stuff is so casually put in. It's just brilliant. <laughs> anyway, I, I loved it. I do think it's a bit of a classic. Yeah. I I have to... Um, I'm going to... I feel like I'm... Um, looking for feminist problems now that you've mentioned it mark <laughs> every single film i've seen it's just like well actually women um but one of the things that stuck out to me just in terms of the humor was you know in the beginning there's kind of uh the little kids bullying his older brother mm-hmm. and um he keeps calling his brother like a vagina mm-hmm. and it was so like hilarious that, like it was so insulting that like someone would have a vagina i don't know and then there's something about tampons later on and it's just like oh man come on <laughs> get over it but 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 you realize ed helms like you know rusty came out and talked about how it's fine to be gender fluid ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well you know but anyways but i think when you said tampon it was the funniest thing you said in this podcast <laughs> you know, if something's working, if your jokes are landing. <laughs> um, okay, do, do we want to mark this? I personally yeah, can't wait yes. to mark it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm still just giggling about the dad fixing the young lad's guitar. <laughs> uh, there's so, so many. We'll talk yeah. about it later. Steve, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's actually, it's not something that I do lightly for a comedy, but it's an yeah. eight for me. An eight. Wow. wow. Sean. Uh, I thought this was very funny, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I, I even, if I like this as much as you guys. I thought it was great. And I don't know if I'll remember these jokes though in a few weeks. I'm going to, I'm going to stick it with a six. Okay. Can someone take a note to remind Sean about these jokes in a few weeks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are the kind of jokes you should keep with you. Pop quiz in a few weeks, Sean. Don't yeah. study. Shona. Uh, I give it a two, and that's for Chris oh. Hemsworth's abs. His abs, yeah. Huh? Uh, Just his abs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, I would give him a six <laughs> well, for each of six. his abs, but then that mark was too high. So, mm-hmm. no, he's only getting, he's getting whatever that math is per mm-hmm. ab. It's mm-hmm. a two mm-hmm. out of ten for me. Had I not seen the trailer, I would have given it higher, but I'm going to, I'm going to Oh, you, can, you can't. Judge it on the trailer, man. I, I, I know what you mean, but yeah, yeah, it it just it cut it for me. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. I might revise that if I watch it two or three times after <laughs> hammer drunk. <laughs> but yes, I did enjoy the movie. Okay, good stuff. It was a worthy success. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. I, I think I marked this before a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so yeah, eight for me. Okay, next up we've got the first of our TV, which is Master of None. Um, it is Aziz Ansari. It's a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, he plays uh, a 30-year-old actor in New York, and it's about his personal and professional life and the adventures he gets up to. <laughs> his shenanigans. Yeah. So, Sean, I'll start with you. So I'm a big fan of Aziz Ansari. I have seen all of his stand-up specials on the Netflix. His most recent one 
is basically about what Master of None is about as well, modern love. Uh, he even wrote a book uh, while he was writing the uh, the comedy show about modern love as well, which was very successful. Um, however, it is his least funny stand-up set. It is his least funny stand-up special for one very particular and simple reason. For all of his other shows, he would talk about sometimes similar material like relationships and dating, but he wasn't in a long-term relationship while he was writing or while he was performing any of those specials. In the most recent one, he has been in a committed, long-term, happy relationship for a few years. I see. I was worried. So I was worried that um, even though I like, I still enjoyed that, that this show would just be like, you know, a retread of that material. But from the very opening, like the interplay, like it works so much better as dialogue and actually seeing these circumstances. You know, it is so funny. Like so much of it is is, is exaggerated light. And that's what comedy uh, can be. And comedy can be great when it's just, here's stuff that always, like this is thing, this is the thing that happens. And now it's just bigger. And I love it. Like the, the bit where they have to go, uh, they have to run out to the pharmacy and he's like, so, I mean, I can get an Uber X if, and that's like three minutes away, but like, you know, I can spring for the better one, but that would take longer. And she's like, no, I don't care. Like, that doesn't matter. He's like, I, I just don't want to be, you know, cheapskate with the Ubers. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is what we have to do. Like, this is literally how dating, oh my God. Like, guys. It's so fucking weird. Remember my whole Tinder experiment? Remember uh, yeah, I was talking yeah. about being on Tinder for a while? Mm. I haven't been doing that for a while now for various reasons. One of which was somebody used Tinder to like purposefully stand me up. What? Oh. Like there was like this whole, it was this really weird thing. I'll tell the story fucking some other time, but it was literally a premeditated thing where I went like pretty far fucking out in an Uber to get to where uh, this girl and a bunch of her friends were, hung out for a while, and then they, like, disappeared on purpose. Like, they sent me to go get something they had lost. What? They didn't lose anything. They just what ditched assholes? me. That's terrible. They're, oh, it gets even worse. They'd been trying to get me to... I realized that this very prudish girl, who, who for some reason was trying to get me to talk dirty via text, had probably been surrounded by her friends going, all right, now text this. All right, all right, now try and get them to say this. Anyway... This shit can get tough. Sounds like a dodge the bullet um, to me. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, the point is, I do find that a lot of aspects of this true to life, but I appreciate that they don't just focus on, here is a scenario of things that can happen. They actually care about their characters yeah. and the emotions, like the things that they want in life, you know? Because they're really just, as easy as characters, just trying to figure out what is the best lived life. Like, how can I, like, what would be best? Relationship? Kid? Like, what would be best? How can I be? happy and that is always to me interesting as long as the people involved are in some way interesting and throughout with all the cameos and all the all the people in this so far throughout really interesting really fun really charming i think that's a really good description of the show i don't think i have anything else to say Hmm. i do mark (laughs) i didn't like it oh why i i I'm pretty sure I hated it the whole time. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I hated it. Like, uh, this is not to take away from Sean's review. He's, he's, everything he said is 100% on point about it. Um, it's probably just a taste thing. Like, I've, uh, it wasn't contrived, but I, I did feel that there was a lack of comic timing that 
just stops the jokes from landing on me, I guess. Like that whole opening scene where he's with the girl. Like I was just going, this is not funny. It's just a bit cringy and they're just kind of exchanging lines of dialogue, you know, that are a little bit out of place. So are supposed to be funny off the back of that. And I, I just didn't find them funny. So by the time we got into the main body of the show, I'd already not laughed quite a bit. Yeah. Where I was probably supposed to, so I I take from that that it's probably just not meant for me, or my my preference in humor doesn't match with what they were shooting for, and that kind of continued all the way throughout. I found um, the characters interplay pretty awkward, and you know that's probably what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to show how things can be awkward and, and all the rest, but it wasn't funny, at least not for me. And um, his kind of displacement from the lives of the other people around them. See, maybe I was maybe I was identifying with the wrong groups in this TV mm-hmm. show, um, but I just kind of thought, like, you know, there's really nothing to worry about here. This is just people getting on with stuff, you know, get on with it yourself. And then yeah. like, he 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 tries, and that's fair enough. But just didn't find it funny, right? I'm, I'm not going to labour the point because I I do think it's a taste thing. I think I'm with you there. I think I was waiting for the punchline all the time. Yeah, I was I was waiting the whole episode for the punchline. Like I, I know exactly what you mean at the at the start of it. I was sort of going, okay, this is kind of interesting. You see where it's going, but I can see it as a lead up to something, but it didn't lead up to anything. I was like, okay, there's no joke there. Okay, yeah, just yeah. just not funny. Yeah, I just felt like I was being set up for a punchline that never arrived. You know, I think though with the tone of the show that this show, contrary to Aziz's other stuff, isn't really kind of stand up material where. I think you would necessarily laugh out loud. I don't think that the tone is meant to be quite the same. I thought it was more like, you know, Lena Dunham, Dunham's Girls or Sex in the City, but a bit more lighthearted kind of from his perspective. You know, it's, I didn't find it yeah. quite so, um, I know what you mean. a comedy show yeah. as like a lighthearted drama yeah. of like, oh, like you said, Sean, like how is he trying to be happy? And it's how he sees the world in this first episode. He's kind of looking at kids and he sees, you know, one family that has kids. Um, I was waiting for the narration. Nearly. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, but it's. I think. I think looking at it without maybe expecting the punchline, because I think I was the same. I was kind of at first because I I would know him best from you know Parks and Rec, and I've also seen his stand up stuff on Netflix. You know, you kind of expect that kind of humor, and it's definitely not this kind of humor at all. It's it's more of a yeah documentary, lighthearted approach to you know how he sees. I don't know, life and the people around him. So I get what you guys mean. The comedy is very different and there, there kind of, there is no punchline. Yeah. It really is there. And I think that's partially because of its attempt to portray life in a certain way, because, you know, uh, it's yeah. a, it's a really thin line to tread between we're trying to be, you know, true to life and life doesn't usually have these like ridiculous, well, it doesn't always have these like crazy scenarios with these perfect punchlines and then the credits roll. Mm-hmm. But also it's a TV show and it needs to like in some form have that. Mm-hmm. I did laugh a lot. Like there, there's one bit where, um, uh, he is interacting with children and the kids are, I, and maybe as well, I was just thinking about vacation as well. Um, and the, and the little kid in that, but the kids are just being children, uh, in various shitty or awkward <laughs> or uncomfortable ways. And I was just like, like, there's a bit where he, like, one of them wants him to come into the bathroom with him. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> ah, shit. Like, I can imagine this shit going down. 
and I'm really glad it's happening to him and not me. <laughs> and just like the way that he dealt with these people, like trying to get them to help him. I'm like, not only is he kind of a dumb person, but he's like still, he's still like being like, uh, char- not charming, but like he's, he's being good hearted. Like it's mm-hmm. not like he's being malicious mm-hmm. in like his preconceptions. And I just, uh, I just really liked it. And I'm excited. I'm, so I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, about it who has seen the whole thing she watched it all in a night um, and there's episodes coming up i'm really like excited about like there's a bit where he and another friend of his uh, an asian guy talk about being first generation americans and how because of that fact they have already disappointed their parents like so much <laughs> like there's no way they can ever live up to what their parents did and had to go through and i'm just really excited about shit like that that's the episode i wish was the, was the first episode actually because it, it, they do flashbacks to um, you know, it, it, I think the, the scenario is that the, the two lads want to go and see X-Men or something like that. And, <laughs> and they're, they're going to be late because they're having dinner with their folks and they're just like, you know, real first world problems and they're getting stressed out about it and so on. But they flash back to like when, you know, one, uh, Aziz's dad is in India and he is, uh, trying to, he wants to go to America and people are laughing at him, even though he's, you know, got all these medical qualifications. And then when he does move over, he has to face all these, uh, uh, racial, you know, uh, abuse, I guess, you know, and, uh, same with, uh, is it you? Is that, uh, his buddy's name? He's from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, it flashes back to his dad where, uh, you know, he's at home and he's got this pet chicken that he has to kill because they need to eat it, you know, Aww. you know, this kind of thing. And it's just like compared to, and then it flashes back to the two lads going, ah, oh, we're going to be fucking late for X-Men, you know, yeah. you know. <laughs> so. Um, I think I, yeah. I would have enjoyed that a bit more. Uh, but, uh, you're talking about the, the kids scene or, where he's sort of bringing around the kids and so on. But it, it, I felt nearly, you know, it was like a checklist he was going through. Okay. Screaming kids, check. Ice cream, check. Screaming about ice cream, check. You know, being unreasonable, check. Needs to go to the toilet, check. One goes missing. Ah, there we go. Check. You know, <laughs> it was, it was, it was nearly by, you know, uh, paint by numbers. I, I felt. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm wondering as well is I'm very much, maybe not in like the Aziz Ansari position, right? His character is like a 30 something, whatever, right? Yeah. But I'm very much approaching You're way that. taller than he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much approaching that point in my life, you know, yeah. and, and eventually will start thinking even more about relationships and, and like what I want in terms of career, family, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then like maybe you guys are on the other side. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that that I have no knowledge or experience of. Mm-hmm. So what may be to me, yeah, this is the kind of shit I have to worry about potentially in the future. Could be to you guys old hat, mm-hmm. or you could just have a different perspective on it. I was wondering. No, I'd say, Sean, like, as someone who has only recently crossed that threshold mm-hmm. into being on the other side, I think there's still a lot that's so relatable about, like, his concern about how to look after these kids that aren't his own. Cause like, I've been in that position oh, sure. before. Yeah. You know, you're around somebody else's. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time, um, meeting a friend of mine's um kids and i remember just thinking like how do i talk to them? do they find funny the things i find funny mm-hmm. and i know that as a kid i always hate it when people condescended to me but then like as an mm-hmm. adult i was like uh if i don't condescend to them then am i gonna start talking like it's a vacation i'll be like you know what the fuck do you like have you seen porn yet like i don't <laughs> what's that funny line i don't know <laughs> when it's your own kids you're like oh well who cares if i fuck up because i'm the parent but when it's somebody else's kids you're like oh shit <laughs> And I, I did love, I'm just going to point out one of my favorite parts of the whole thing when they go into the frozen yogurt and the kids just go, black lady. 
Asian man. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Because yes. that happens. I've seen that. Like, I've seen so many kids do that. They just yeah, it's, say. It's happened to me. Has it really? And it's also happened to me where I used to bring uh, the young lad swimming. You know, water babies. He was only two or yeah. less than two. One, oh, no, two. And uh, there, we were in Get Changed and this guy was coming in for a session afterwards. Massive dude. Mm-hmm. Tattooed up. Yeah. And he's, he looks over at him and he goes, why did someone draw on your back? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, no, a friend did it for me. Why did he do that? <laughs> 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 oh, look at this towel. It's pink. Yay. <laughs> Trying to distract him. Anyway. But, but Steve, does, does the clan not have a private pool for you? <laughs> <laughs> the clan? <laughs> okay, Mike. <laughs> um, okay. Have we said enough of this? Or I, I think have you another? just quickly, okay, go for it. we need yeah. to talk about um, the, the visual tone of the film. Because, like, for example, when they're at the playground and there's the French kind of music playing over the kids and oh, it's yeah. kind of shot in a very almost like French style, isn't yeah. it? Stylistically, I thought it was something different from what I've seen in, in this type of show before. Mm. Did you guys have a thought on that? Yes. <laughs> Did it that was a close one <laughs> for a second I thought none of us had any thoughts <laughs> I um, I just thought that the music they did a good job choosing music to mm-hmm. go with the show and I thought that there was some scenes that were shot stylistically like the one in the playground mm. and I thought oh that's interesting that the style much like I think the mm. content of this comedy has so much heart that's all yeah well no I, I would agree they're definitely trying stuff but i haven't in the first episode alone and i am going to watch the rest of this, this is a spoiler alert for my review um in the pilot i haven't gotten a sense of their overall aesthetic yet so i'm not sure if they're just like trying stuff to try and make it interesting which mm-hmm. is fine like i'm a fan of that or if they do have like a specific thing that'll keep coming up like uh like the flashbacks or the imagined futures and stuff like that yeah, i think that, that might good. be an interesting thing yeah, I thought that was a good use of while he's mm. kind of contemplating his various thoughts on children, which is kind of what this episode focuses on. You know, he mm. at one point, you know, imagines the future and it's a very rosy mm. picture. And at a different time, he imagines the future and it's a fucking ugly picture. Uh, mm. I, I'm really surprised that all four of you thought this was a comedy. Well, like it's... I, th- I th- thought this was a horror. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, having been... Shat out the backside of life's rich pageant on, on the opposite side from Sean. You're so colorful, Mike. I missed I, you. Yeah, did you miss me? Sean? I actually didn't miss you at all. Now go on. Um, do you know? Sometimes, like friends of mine have babies and stuff, and every now and then I think to myself, "Wouldn't it be nice maybe if I had another baby?" And then I saw this show, and I just thought, "Thank fucking God." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a great great advertisement for just getting sterilized. I think. There you go, Sean. There's something to think about tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I liked his buddy Arnold. I thought he was. Yeah, talking. yeah. Um, I know he's mostly a writer rather than an actor, but uh, I think he's. I think he's funny. I think he'd do well in other stuff. Um, he has. I think he has his own thing. Tim, isn't he one of the guys from Tim and Eric? Sh- yes, show to yes, he is. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, what do you call it? I think in in this he was he reminded me of some people actually, not just one, <laughs> but uh, he 
as sort of likable as he is, he's as equally irritating, I think, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, we all have that friend, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's mark this. Shona, thriller, thriller. Uh, thriller. Thriller. Okay. Mike? I don't think this is a bad show, but I don't have a lot of interest in the material, so I'm not going to watch it again, so it's a filler for me. Okay. Mark? Filler all the way, I'm afraid. Sean? Uh, that's a thriller, and I'll report back when I finish it. Okay. And it's filler from me. Yeah, I won't be watching more of this. Um, Sean, tell us about Con Man. Meanwhile, on Con Man. Uh, con Man, because Convention Man doesn't sound as good, uh, follows Ray Nearly, played by Alan Tudyk, who a long time ago, about a decade ago, was in a TV show where he played a space pilot, uh, which was unfortunately cancelled before it even got a full season. However, in the interim uh, years, uh, the cult following of all the fans uh, has basically uh, taken control of his life. So now most of his money comes not from other acting work, serious acting work that he wants to do, but from appearances at conventions like signings, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And always the people are like, are you going to make a Spectrum movie, man? Uh, and his best buddy from back on the show uh, is played by Nathan Fillion and is incredibly successful. Um, and so it basically just follows his struggles to be happy uh, with his life through his work. And, of course, it is very much referencing the real-life scenario with Firefly and Alan Tudyk as well. Hmm. Hmm. So what do we think? I enjoyed the shit out of this. Did you? Say. Yeah. Tell us why, Mike. Um, because it was so... It, it, it was so obviously parodying themselves. Right. You know, with the whole Firefly thing and whatever, and... and you know, Nathan's career has been much better than, than Mr. Right. Tudyk's career since then. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't shy away from that. They they made that a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. And um, his assistant, um, red haired girl, I, her name is Casey. Alicia Day. Alicia Day. I thought she's a gem. Where where did they get her? She is just perfect in the role of super fan but beyond fan into like machine she's <laughs> yeah she and especially like at one point she starts to uh do her impression of him yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that, that just broke me up because yeah. he he doesn't realize how well she does it yeah yeah <laughs> um and you know all the minor characters um like his not not agent his his comic his his con booker person yeah is brilliant um she's of a certain age and there's a kind of a an awkwardness between them because she's still obviously a sexual person yeah. but he doesn't see her as a sexual person he yeah. thinks she should be retired <laughs> yeah and and there's a real tension when that's uh, explored um I really, uh, on watching this, I feel a lot of jealousy towards Sean for having attended Comic-Con. Because I get the feeling that the portrayals of the the fans is probably only the tip of the iceberg. Uh, 
And uh, I, I just loved all the fans that they put up, you know, one yeah. after another after another. They were just, you know, uh, they're probably stereotypes, but I, I just thought they handled them really, really, really well. Yeah. And Samwise. And Samwise. He's yeah, blasted. Yeah. Where did he come from? I know, yeah. He was brilliant. He's like the the fan whore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's totally okay with taking advantage of all this. Yeah, he's got it down. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant. Mark, did you see this? No. Sean, tell us. I mean, so, like, oh, I was there. Like, I actually got to be there at the first uh, public assembly of the cast uh, at Comic-Con uh, in Hall H. And I, I, had, I heard about the project. I'd seen the trailer, and it had gotten funded so quickly. Like, I was really excited, but I just wanted to see it. And I think I said when I came back that it was the most a part of, like, a fan community that I'd ever felt. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was so glad this was good. Like, I was so glad that it was everything that I wanted it to be. And it was a bunch of other stuff. Because it's really, like, there's loads of hilarious scenarios. I really like uh, the awkwardness. I really like how much trouble he gets himself into. Uh, and that's, you know, that's that's tough to do and still have a likable character. But he bumbles in ways that we have all bumbled before, whether it's like mixing pills and alcohol or, drinking too much when you've got to go to like it's a bad call you probably shouldn't go into a social scenario like this just or saying the wrong thing yeah mm-hmm. so i absolutely i absolutely identified and i just consumed the whole thing um and there's there's some stuff in it that i didn't even expect that comments on other aspects of hollywood like there's a there's a bit called there's an episode called voiced over mm-hmm. um i don't know if any of you guys made it to it mm-hmm. but basically it's him Milo Ventimiglia from Heroes, uh, and the guy who was in the lizard suit, the uh, the second most <laughs> famous motion capture actor, and they're recording for this video game, and basically the, it's for like super soldiers in space or some shit, and they want to switch his part to Marion, and he's like, I'm sorry, who is Marion still like a? Is it a man? Is that a man character? And they're like, Oh yeah, 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 that's what it says here. Uh, still a soldier. And all of the lines are these really terrible, like, video game things you can imagine. Like, quick, let's hide. <laughs> you know? And he just gets so fed up. And it's like he tries to take this stand, right? Where he says, I'm going to let me try a voice that is different to my own. And then he does this really racist. And it's so out of nowhere. <laughs> like, there's no prompting for this. And he does this really, like, definitively a white guy doing an impression of a tough black person. <laughs> and it's sort of no, and he's doing it to Gina Torres, uh, who is an African American person <laughs> he's worked with for many years. And like, he just does this thing and it's sort of nowhere. And then it becomes what the whole next three episodes are about. Oh. Because he takes this gig where he goes and it's like, yeah, that was actually a voice from a TV show I did. So Michael Dorn and Kevin Grievous and him end up on a panel about misrepresentation of African Americans <laughs> in popular culture. <laughs> right. And it's just so like it's just this it just spins out of hand, you know, like it's this amazing thing. And he keeps having to do this impression mm-hmm. from the TV series was up, bitch. Which <laughs> yeah. oh it's every single thing he says gets him into more and more trouble. And you see that that is why he wants like while that's fun they never forget that there are like their character and story reasons for all these jokes and scenarios. He does not want to have to go back to doing dumb voices in animated shows that get canceled. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. he wants to do real work and it all culminates so well. You actually get to see uh, some footage from a lost episode mm-hmm. uh, of the Spectrum TV show and he fucking acts his heart out in it. And you you literally can say to yourself, and it says this in the trailer, like this is the best thing he's ever done and it was 10 years ago. So I really feel for it. Yeah, I feel yeah, for the yeah. whole thing and great cameos <clears throat> throughout from so many people. Mm. Yeah, I I, uh, I saw the first four episodes and I have to say I enjoyed them as well, especially the first one. Um, I really liked the setup. I really liked him being caught by fans before he's even left the airport. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I thought it was uh, great. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. I think you've said everything else. It, it's got love in it. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of a lot of shows are just by the numbers or whatever. Yeah. But this thing. Like, not only did they get the funding to put it together or make a show, yeah. but you can tell that everybody that was part of this yeah, yeah. did it for the love of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they just had a great fucking time. It, it's it. Kickstarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Kickstarter and it's on Vimeo. Like, literally, you yeah. just, and they mention, they reference Vimeo sometimes in it as well. Uh, you literally yeah. just pay and then you own it forever on any device you want. Wow, cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you want to market or are we trade or filler it? I'm not sure how to do this. I think I think because it's basically like short segments of episodes and it like amounts to like three or four, I guess it's a thriller filler thing. Yeah. Okay. Um I get the feeling it's thriller all around. Yeah, for me definitely, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out yeah, of it. It's yeah. thriller for okay, me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Looking forward to more. Go watch it. Um okay, cool. So next up we have some previews in coming to a bicycle near you. First one is uh, World of Warcraft. Mark. OMG. I knew this day would come. Mm-hmm. If we were patient and we waited long enough, someday they would make it into a movie. <laughs> and they have done. The popular uh, massive multiplayer online game World of Warcraft is now getting its very own movie. And this is the first trailer for that franchise. So It shows the orcs leaving their homeworld, which is dying. And... Um, getting involved in a kind of a dances with wolves type scenario with the humans. Mm. Yeah, it looks very impressive. And uh, it seems to cater for quite a wide audience. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to have elements of uh, nearly everything in it, don't they? Um, what do you reckon? You watch it's, this? It seems like it's got kind of that Lord of the Rings appeal. I mean... To me, anyways, that was the yeah. first thing I thought when I yeah. saw it, especially since there's orcs in this. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that really stood out to me is that it really looks like a video game that is a movie and not a game someone is playing. It seems like it would be more interesting, but that visual aspect, I think, um, I'm a little bit weary on. Mike? I don't like the look of this, Steve. Really? Yeah. Too cartoony. Too cartoony and this, this pretty orcs. Who the Pretty fuck, orcs. Who the fuck ever heard of a good looking orc? I didn't I'm, spot any I'm putting, a, I'm putting a line in the sand there that cannot happen that is an abomination I have the beholder Mike mm. they're pretty yeah. clean looking orcs yeah well, no. but they do look like the characters from World of Warcraft mm. I've never played World of Warcraft uh, you know, but I do know the only good orc is a dead orc <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the thing I think that this film and the trailer yeah. have to be judged as a standalone from the yeah, video yeah. game yeah 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 it is quite cartoony 
Yeah. Um, all the same, though, I think it looks pretty good. Really? Yeah. Because my question is, do you have to play the video game to be interested in this? No. Mark, I assume you've no. played the game. Are you interested in seeing the film? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Steve, you I, haven't played it. No, I haven't played it. But no, you I've, still I've, want to see I've, the film, I've maybe. seen footage of, let's say. Yeah. And, but no, uh, yeah, I'm, inter- I'm interested in seeing it, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm not usually into games that are made into movies, mm-hmm. but this one... Is that a trend? Like, I thought that this was kind of like one of the first... No, it's the first World of Warcraft movie. Yeah, yeah. no, I know, but, no, but there's loads, is uh, there a trend of video uh, games? Well, Tomb Raider, I guess, is one, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, that one with the Zombies Underground one, uh, with Mila Jojojojovic. Wasn't it her? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Into uh, the Dark, or Dark no. something, or... Ah, Jesus, how the hell... No. <laughs> Didn't they make Zelda into I'm a movie? I'm humiliated, I can't yes. remember that name. <laughs> Cat Suits Forever, or something. Yep. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and of course we had that disaster, Pixels, during the summer. Oh, oh anyway, God. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's been a few. So there is a trend, yeah. okay. Yeah. But a uh, quick question for Assassin's Mark. Assassin's Creed uh, is coming out, too, actually, soon. Yes, That, that yes. looks potentially good. Yeah. Mark, Mark, you've played this game? <coughs> Yeah, I have a little bit, Mike. Nothing, yeah. nothing major. Uh, are you or have you ever been sexually attracted to an orc? <laughs> Based there are some pretty play. orc ladies in this, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to have to keep that one to myself. <laughs> <laughs> there was a baby orc in this trailer that looks like Shrek. Yeah. It actually just looks like they took Shrek, like someone <laughs> forgot to undo the Photoshop <laughs> joke that they made. And uh, they left Shrek in the film. Anyways. Mm. So, we're all agreed we're going to watch this, yeah? <laughs> Get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next one we looked at is American Hero. I was kind of disappointed because I thought it was going to be the greatest American Hero. Yeah, that would be cool. Of, that would have been yeah. cool. But, do you remember that series? <coughs> Early mm, 80s? Refresh my memory. Believe, Believe it or not, not, it's uh-huh. just me. No? No. no not Grace walking on air. Oh, it's hilarious. Walking. Uh, anyway. Um, so, this one is uh, Melvin, a reluctant mm. su- superhero. It was only mm. for crime, women, and drugs, until he realizes the only way he'll ever get to see his estranged son is to go straight and fulfill his potential as a crime fighter, mm. says IMDb. Yeah. This looks like fun. I think it is too. I think it's a mm. new, like, it's an interesting take, you know, it's that we're, we're seeing mm. more. Now that the superhero genre is its own thing, we're seeing a, a rise of the anti-superhero yeah. as well. Yeah. Like that TV show Misfits, I think, was an example mm. of it. Um Others I can't think of right now mm. because baby brain, but this mm-hmm. is another example mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But what I like in particular is that the style that the trailer is shot in when I, is that, um, it's almost more documentary rather than trying to be sci-fi. It's just mm. kind of like, you know, this is a guy's life. He happens to have a superhero, mm. uh, a yeah. super talent. What's the word? Yeah. Super power. Skill. Super skill. Yeah. Super skill. Yeah. I forget words. Me no yeah. talk good. He's got yeah. fantastic skills. That's what you're trying to say. He's got the mad yeah. skills, yo. Super thing he is good at. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is this not a remake of... Do you remember those three young lads that got powers and they said, oh, we better not use these things for bad things? Oh, yeah. What the three that? musketeers? And we're going to throw cars around the place? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. But yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. They Powers. Yeah, powers. <laughs> it looks a bit shit, Steve. Do you think so? Yeah. Mark, would you agree? I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> just what it looks like Resident Someone... Evil, for fuck's sake. How Resident the hell did Evil, you not yeah, remember good man, that? Good man, you got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, Resident Evil, what are you talking about? Our last conversation. Yeah. yeah he was just like, no, the name of it is this. <laughs> I thought it was called Powers, but anyway, it doesn't I, matter. Yeah. Um, it looks really good. I love Stephen Dorff. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. 
haven't seen him in Anthony in a while. It looks like he's totally Stephen Dorfing up this trailer. <laughs> and hopefully he'll do the same with the film. Uh, he came across in the little we saw really believable as the gritty, drinking, drugging, smoking, petty crime. Um, and I think it'll be really interesting watching him trying to transition to the straight and narrow. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think I think he'd bring a lot of life to that on screen. Cool. Yeah, I think it looks entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, applesauce. Oh Christ! Where'd yeah. you get this one? <laughs> this one's a bit left field, isn't it? Um, because of Steve Buscemi. Well, this is uh, two married couples become increasingly agitated with each other as they find more out more about each other's pasts, and one of uh, the foursome keeps receiving. Uh, Unpleasant packages from an unknown source. Mm. Yeah. So, like, fingers and feet and mm. stuff. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to see this. I'd like to see this. It, it's intriguing. You don't look like you agree with me. There's not a chance I'm going to watch this. <laughs> oh, really? Did yeah. you see this? Yeah, me either. I Steve, didn't see the trailer, the but... Load of tripe. Yeah, this does yeah. not sound like my kind of thing. Uh, <sighs> this, this is the kind of thing that Woody Allen just fucking... You know, really finds on the no. bottom on the on the bottom of his compost heap and says, no. "You know, what? that's a bit shite." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to watch it. Anyway. I'll let you know. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> We're all rooting for you. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, welcome back again, Sean. Thanks, guys. I hope this becomes a regular occurrence. Yes, if my baby lets very me good. leave the house. Very good, very good. Hang on, Steve, Steve, Steve. This is a big pressure moment. You're used to having a four-beat finale. Now you got a five-beat finale. I know, I was just building up for it. I was just thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah take a deep breath. So that's it yeah. for this week. So from Mike, Mark, Steve, Sean, and Shona. Whoa! Oh, classy. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>